0: Seated. Thank you, Jesus. It's great to be with you in God's house. All you ladies should have printed your name, first and last name printed, on a card and put it in that box. If you didn't, you better make a run for it now. We're going to get you to this altar one way or the other. Yeah. You didn't put your name in. Go ahead. Print it and uh, drop it in there. We're going to do a drawing for you to get a gift card. Well, y'all are just moving now. Let's get a picture of this. Jesus saved them. (laughs) All right. We better pass these out here. There's a bunch of them behind you. Just put your first and last name there and drop it in. There you go. There you go. My uh, Welcome Center people weren't doing their job back there. I love you guys, but hey. There There you go. There you go. Thank you. There's one for you. Sure you can. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Well we got a couple more minutes here. We'll be good. We're going to do a couple things as we're getting ready. So did we get it? Did we get one there? Did you get one already? Okay. And uh, ladies, you have a rose to be given to you. Just write your first and last name and drop it in there. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, nobody did it, huh? All right. So I got a couple of them left. Come while you can. We got them. One. That was my last card. Yeah, yeah. You can rip one in half if somebody doesn't have one. No, just, the name. just, just for ladies, yes, all ladies. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: No, you got it With your name.
0: Right, but I'm saying, is is it a lady? What? Sorry, I had to mute my mic there for a second. You're welcome. So the church wanted all you ladies to have a rose before you leave today. So we're going to have more than uh, enough roses for all you ladies to have one. So we don't want to just waste them. So here's a challenge I want to put out to everybody here. First off, I want to make sure all the ladies from the mission, so ladies that are here, However many are at the house that didn't come with you to church today Would you make sure you get enough roses to give one to every one of the ladies at the mission? That would be great We want them to know we love them That was for your wife, right buddy? Just kidding Uh, It was you're being a servant-hearted man. Thank you. All right, so we want to make sure they have it and then when that's done Um, so how many ladies are there right now? Approximately at the mission at the mission not here with you Another 20 or so? Yeah. So let's just have you guys take... take <laughs> I didn't hear you, but... So there's a, there's a dozen. That This bucket right here, how about if we just tell you, take that with you, and then these that, that will be left over here. If a lady didn't get a rose yet, I want to make sure everybody gets one. All ladies, you've been a mother to someone, and if not, you will be. So that's not like You may have not had biological children yourself. But we want all ladies to understand we love you, and this is a day for you. And so then the ones that are left over, I want some of you to take one with you to give to someone today out there in the world where you're at, that you would go and just give. You'll see them, God will point them out to you that they may need it. There's a lot of brokenness in this world. Dysfunction in families, uh, wounded people. And there are many that need someone to show them love. This will give you a great opportunity to share God's story with someone right there by simply taking a rose and giving it to them and tell them happy Mother's Day and God loves them. You're going to know who they are. So please take one of those with you. There shouldn't be any roses left when we're done. And these are going to the mission. Um, and those will go out into out there, whatever we have, okay? So I need to draw two names here. Hey, young man, would you mind helping me out here, brother? I'm Dave. Welcome. That's good to see you, buddy. Good would you good. grab a name out of there? Did you see your mom's name? Is that what you? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Cat Garmiel, G-A-R-M-I-L-O. I think it's Garmil, right? Where's Cat? Where are you at? Are you here? Okay, am I saying the name right? It's okay. Well, hey, welcome. <laughs> I said Cat, right? That was good. You probably didn't spell
1: it right. <laughs> okay,
0: good. It's happy Kathy Mother's Day. Caramelo. Garamella, Okay. If that's what it is, I'll give it to you. That's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, grab me another one. Buddy. One more. We got two of them for this service because there's a lot more of you ladies in here. And this would be Lindsay Martin. All right. Look at you showing up here and getting a gift card. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Love you. We're so glad y'all are here. We want to welcome you and thank you for coming and joining us in worship today. What a great day to be in God's house. We used to give out a rose and a piece of chocolate to all the ladies and some of the ladies were all like, you know, most women have a problem with chocolate. Y'all know that. We're good with that. You can just confess that right now and we're fine with it. All right, but uh, some of you. Can't say no to chocolate and you're trying to, and so we don't want to tempt you. So we decided we wouldn't give you chocolate, we just give you a (laughs) gift card to a restaurant and a rose, and that way we honor you and we honor you as a mother and the place that you are. Okay, so just so you understand, that's why we're doing that. And then also, I just want you to know, guys, that I'm from Michigan originally. My wife and I, my wife loves chocolate too, she's the normal lady. And uh, we went to a chocolate store up there in Michigan. and they had napkins, and it says, there's something between chocolate and a woman that a man will never understand. That was, <laughs> that was stamped on every one of their napkins, and I was like, you're right. So anyway, happy Mother's Day, ladies. Now we understand, yeah, we love you. As we do that, uh, not, not, uh, this day isn't always a, a great day for everybody, okay? It's not. There's some people that are hurting today. Maybe they recently lost their mom. Um, maybe their mom was absent in their life. Maybe their mom actually was an abusive parent. Um, there's some ladies that have, have um, been misguided and, and misunderstood things, and they've had abortions, and their heart hurts on days like today. And um, there's just a lot of stuff that happens. And so there's a lot of emotions attached to this. And um, and so we want to be respectful to everybody in every situation. The thing that I want to say to you is this amazing God loves you, that he is a healer, a forgiver, a restorer. He's a God of second chances. He is an amazing God who loves you. And so however you may be facing and dealing with this day, I do want you to know, we want you to know God loves you and he is the answer. And so I'm going to ask every man in this place to join with me. As we extend hands to the ladies around us, and I am going to ask you respectfully, don't touch any woman around you unless she is your wife or your mother or your daughter. That's fine, but I'm being being totally honest and sincere when I ask you to be respectful. And would you extend your hands towards them, gentlemen? We want to bless them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for every woman in this place. We thank you for every woman that's online watching. We thank you for their life, for who they are how uniquely they have been made we read in the word of god that you told us the first time in all of creation that something wasn't good it was not good that man should be alone and so you made a woman god every man in this house we want to say thank you for that that's a gift lord help us to respect that gift and treat it accordingly lord we speak healing over their hearts Every woman in this place, every woman online, every lady that's broken and hurting, heal. Those that need forgiveness, forgive. Restore, embrace, and love as only you can, God. We want to say thank you, God, for all you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, ladies. Thank you so much. We love you. It's like crazy how good God is, isn't it? Yesterday, we had this incredible privilege to be a part of a teaching team over at Foothills Community Church on the northwest side. You received an email invitation to be a part of that teaching yesterday. And if you did not, that means you need to sign up in our office by sending an email to our office. And that email is really simple, office at cfftucson.com. You can also download our app that's free and it's new. And you can get pushes and notifications of stuff. But we sent out some notices over the past few weeks about the training that was taking place yesterday, about learning how to lead in community, learning how to lead in the Spirit, and learning how to build a culture of leadership within the church. And so those teachings were going on over there. We had 60 RSVPs that we were part of. It was a great time. We missed you. And uh, I was blessed to be able to be one of the teachers in Leading in the Spirit. And I will be honored to do that again next week up in Scottsdale. We have another group of people we'll be working with next Saturday. If you missed it and you want to come to Scottsdale, we'll be up there. I'll give you an address. But anyway, the reason I'm even bringing this up is I want to share with you that as I was preparing what God wanted me to teach about leading in the Spirit, there was no question God was talking to me about His Word and about giving a word to every person there. And so as I was praying and going through scripture, I was going through the Bible and God was just showing me sections of scriptures to just grab. And so I was taking sections of scriptures and putting them on a paper and we had 60 different scriptures, sections of scripture that God showed me. He knew who was gonna be there, I didn't. I only knew of like three people that were gonna be there. I didn't know who was RSVPing, but God does. And I'm telling you this church so that you hear what God's saying. As I prayed, there was no question in my mind. God was saying, I want to speak a word into their life. This is the word. I don't know who they are, me, Dave. God does. So as I had those all printed out, Cindy printed them in the office, cut them all up, put them in an envelope. I didn't even know which ones were which. Go to the event yesterday. Count now upside down. How many at a table? Lay them face down. Tell them, don't touch those. Put them all around the place. At the end, I was like, look, God's giving you a word. I want everybody in this room to know God's giving you a word from his word that's speaking into your life. And whatever one you pick up, God intended for you to have before you even knew you were going to get it. And every person in that room that pulled that scripture, I know this. They didn't have to come and tell me. A lot of them didn't. I don't care. I know this. I know God that that word that they received and many did come and tell me it was exactly where they were at and what they needed because God is faithful. And when you stop for just a minute and think of this incredible God, the creator of the universe, who sometimes we treat like he's just a buddy down the road, this creator of all things who loves us, would take the time to just say, grab that, grab that, grab that. Because God, think about it, God said, this guy over here needs to hear this. Take that, Dave, put it on that paper. When you're counting them out, don't worry, I got this. That's the ones that go on this table. Those are the ones that go on that table. And then when they reached up, and there's a pile of them there. God, the Holy Spirit's like, that's for you. Read it, there it is. Come on, man, that's amazing stuff. That is so simple and so mind-blowing at the same time that us as human beings who know nothing and we're just functioning along here and understanding that there is a God and we want to serve him, that he would love us so much that he would dictate a word from his scripture, that gigantic holy Bible, that there would be a section that says, this is where you are, this is what you're doing, this is what you need. Isn't he amazing? God is amazing. And church, I want you to hear that because right now, as we're in this house, God has a word for you. God does. It has nothing to do with this guy right here. It has nothing to do with being in this house. It has to do with this incredible God who made all things that loves you that much that he has actually spoken to this guy who is nobody to say, you say these words because I know they need to hear it. That's crazy. That's nuts. And the Word of God calls it the foolishness of preaching. That's what it calls it. All right, so this great, amazing God who made all things knows every individual and every seat in this room. He knows exactly where you are. He knows what you're facing, what you're not willing to face. He knows everything about you. And he's saying, I want to speak into your life because I am a God who wants to transform you and make you new that you might know me to the fullest and live life to the fullest because I love you. Church, you should be excited and sitting on the edge of your seats like God, speak to me. Nothing to do with this, guy. It's like, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. I'm blown away. I want you to know, as I stand here before you, I'm blown away. It's crazy. Did you spend at least five minutes last week, five days, in God's Word? That's why I ask this every week. I ask you this because it's like the transforming Word of God. Do you know the Word of God declares to us faith, what we need, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So he's like, man, when we spend time in his word, we develop the ability to hear and know and believe. That's why we ask it. So I know that he is talking. It is God himself who is speaking to me. It is not that human being standing in front of me. It's not just words on a paper. The creator of the universe is talking to me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're amazing. Did you share a God story with someone this week? Let them know, man. You're serving this amazing God. That's why you're going to have an opportunity with one of these roses to go let them know. God's real. God loves them. And he created that divine appointment with you for them because he loves them. Isn't that great? God's so good, man. Did you spend some time with them alone this week? Just you and him? Did you shut up why it was going on? I mean, you know, one-sided conversations are not good. We need to interact with Him and listen, spend some time. Do you know what the Holy Spirit's saying to you? Yes. If you don't, you're going to today. You already have heard, and you're going to hear. The Holy Spirit is speaking, and He's doing this to transform our lives. Are you giving as God has asked you to give? Time, talent, resources. Yes. Amen. Did you invite someone to church with you this week? We have those come join us cards. Go and welcome them. Take some of those with you when you give them a rose. Have you been praying and working on God's goal in the Great Commission? When he says, go therefore make disciples of all nations. Right? Are you doing that? Each one, reach one and teach one. You doing that? All right. We want to look in the word of God today. I'm excited. I apologize. I was a little over in the second service. I was actually a little over in the first service. (laughs) Just saying. I am first Ah, yeah. yeah, relax. There's coffee over there. You can stay awake. We can do this, all right? All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. Are you born again? Yes. Do yes. you know what that means? Yes. You're not the same old person that was born in the flesh. You're not who you were. Right. You are born again anew made new in christ god has given you a second chance at life third fourth fifth sixth whatever it may be for you okay that's god here it is he says all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ it is by his great mercy that we've been born again because god raised jesus christ from the dead now we live with great expectation Man, I expect great things from God. I'm living a new life. I expect to be different. I expect to conduct myself different. I expect God to move. Great expectations of God. And we have a priceless inheritance. an Inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled beyond the reach and change and decay. And through your faith. God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though we must endure trials for a little while. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor in the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love Him even though you've never seen Him. Though you do not see Him, now you trust Him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they were prophesying about this gracious salvation prepared for you. Man, is that amazing word right there? Yeah. I mean, we're not done reading, but I've got to stop right there because that, again, blows me away. Think about it. He's telling us that the prophets in the Old Testament, those that did not know Jesus, they were before him. God was speaking to them a message about the Savior for me and you. And they were like, wow, God, what is this all about? I want to know what this is. I want to know this but it was for me and you. Man, that's crazy stuff, man. They wondered, verse 11, what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when He told them in advance about Christ's suffering and His great glory afterward. They were told that their message was not for themselves, but for you. God told them, hey, it's not for you, just write it down. Because i got some plans that I'm going to unfold so that when those people get together, they're going to look at what you wrote and say, Wow, God, you're amazing. You had this all planned out for my redemption. Glory to God. You talk about some inexpressible joy. Talk about celebrating church. God did that for me and you. Yeah, thank you. We ought to be rejoicing, man. That's all I'm saying. It's time to rejoice in our God. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. You've heard it. It is all so wonderful that in the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Think about it, man. Here's the audience around us. And it's all the angels. And they're like in amazement watching me and you like. That's what God was doing. That's what his plan was. Look at that happening in that life. And they're in amazement as they watch us living in the grace and the glory and the mercy of God. Man, oh man, yeah. God is so good, isn't he? Sorry, but I just can't contain myself because I'm thinking they're watching like, I knew that guy. (laughs) Check that out. God is amazing, right? I knew that guy. I saw him before. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. That thing keeps coming up. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. Come on, stupid. You didn't know any better then. Stop being stupid now then, because you know better. That's the bottom line, right? Sorry if that offends you, but that's what he's telling us right there, right? You didn't know any better then. You were ignorant. But now, but now... You must be holy in everything you do. In what? In everything you do. Just as God who chose you is holy, for the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. Oh my goodness, man. What a challenge as we look at the scriptures today. He's laying it on us. You know what he's telling us? You've been made new, church. And if you've been made new... You live different, you see things different, and you don't react like you used to react to the stuff that happens in life. In other words, you're saved, but you're going to face junk in this world because junk's always going on. And it's a result of the sin that's here in this place. And because of that, this sin that is out there is going to affect your life. Not in you, but around you. And Peter is challenging the believers, saying, now that you've been made new, you understand things differently. You don't react like you used to react to stuff. Instead, now you see clearly with faith beyond the moment. You can't run to your old remedies anymore. See, we used to run to stuff that we thought would help us. We reacted in our flesh. So here's who we were. This is the contrast. Before sin owned me, I was all about me. Dave was who was in charge. Dave was what it was all about. And so when things came against me, Dave reacted immediately because the only thing that mattered is right now and what is happening in the moment. And therefore, when my life was getting messed up or challenges came, then I was going to run and fix my problems. So what we do is we run to stuff. We run to buy new things because I feel better when I buy something and then it never satisfies. And I run to some addictive stuff like drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever your choice may be. And we try and do that because I'm trying to fix myself because sin is coming against me. I got problems in the world. There's stuff happening that I can't control and I got to do something about it. So Dave in his flesh is going to fix the problem by running from it. And I'm going to escape it somehow. Man, it's another relationship. Yeah. So that, that moment of that relationship, it's not any good. So I'm going to run to a different relationship. And then that one, and un, you know, it's got to be a new job. That's got to fix my problems. I got to do something different. I got to have more money. I've got, you understand? That's how we used to fix stuff. That's living in the flesh in the moment. I'm responding to whatever's happening in the moment, and I'm going to be in charge, and I'll take care of it, and I'll fix it. We learned how to behave with what is coming against us. But now, here's what Peter's telling us, we've been made new. No longer do we react to that stuff like we used to. We're not in charge. We don't have to fix it. So therefore, when the junk comes, I don't respond like I used to by running over here and trying to fix my problems. Instead, I now step into the grace and the mercy and the power of God, because I see by faith things beyond this moment. Therefore, what I'm told by God to do, get a hold of your mind, get some self-control. Oh, that's why it keeps coming up. So he's like, hey, don't react. In the moment, because junk's coming. Instead, exercise your mind. I know you got. You got this. Self-control. No reaction. Hold everything. Stand secure in who I am in Christ. I'm not going to respond to you. I'm not going to run back to the old ways. That's the old me. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to go forward in the newness of God's grace and mercy that he has for my life. See, we're going to face stuff. You're going to go through junk. Church, I want you to know this week's not going to be an easy ride. Man, you're going to have opposition out there. You're going to have challenges out there. This is what we're learning as we respond to that stuff. We're responding to stuff by learning to surrender, trust, and obey. God is calling us into this incredible relationship to develop our faith because I am now born again, made new. I respond to things differently than I used to. See, God gave this message. Um, Peter wrote it there. We read it already where he says you're going to be going through the fire to refine you like gold, but your faith's way more important than gold. Money's not your answer. Don't think if you get more money you're going to be okay. You're not okay it's only through faith that we can experience life to the full through jesus christ so here's god speaking one of those messages through the prophet remember they referenced here how god gave messages through the prophets here it is in isaiah 43 do not be afraid for i have ransomed you this is god speaking do not be afraid for i have ransomed you i have called you by my name you are mine Man, are you a Christian? You bear the name of Christ. God has purchased you. You're not your own. He said, you're mine. Now let's go on reading. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah, man. You look at what God just told us. He did not say, if you go through trials, I'll help you. He said, when you go through deep waters, you're not going to drown. You may have to tread water for a little while. You may get a couple mouthfuls of water. You're not going under. Trust him. He said, I've got you. Don't respond like you used to. Don't start swimming for shore and say, I'll fix it. Hang on. God's got you. When you go through the rivers of water, if you walked across the river, you know how they have signs up all the time by the washes here, do not enter and somebody always enters? Yeah. There's a, this is the thing. Like, I've navigated rivers. I'm from Michigan. There's water there and they, they actually have water year round. Yeah. And I, I'm, a, I'm a river fisherman. I love that stuff. And so, you know, I have walking stick. And you're walking because, you know, The bottom is kind of slippery. There's rocks there. It's really rough. And you got to be careful. So you're going through the river. This is what God's telling us in His Word. He's promised us this. You're going to go through rivers of difficulty. You're not going to drown. I've got you. He's like my walking stick. He's like, here, I'm your stability. Don't worry about this. We're going to navigate this. I've got you. Trust me. May get slippery. You may stumble a little bit. You may feel the current pushing. The challenge about rivers, see, is it's never just constant. It's those ebbs and flows, and that's what messes you up. Yeah, I've got you. You're going to do it. Fires of oppression. Oh, my goodness, man. He's like, man, when you feel the heat. Did you feel the heat last week? Did you feel that coming on you? He's like, man, when the fire comes on you, those fires of oppression, you're not going to get burned up. It's going to get hot. You may need some sunscreen. Yeah, but you're not going to get burned up. He promises that you're not going to get consumed in the fire. So God's telling us, church, we're going to face it. Count on it. Hold on. He's got us. Trust him. Don't react. Don't go back to your flesh. Don't fix it yourself. God, you've got me. I trust you. Jesus said in John 16, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Chill out, man. I got you. Isn't that awesome? God's saying that. So here's what Peter wrote to us in verse 7. I read it to you. So when your faith remains strong through many trials. So when your faith remains strong through many trials. Isn't that awesome? He's like, you got this, man. You're going to do it. When your faith becomes strong through many trials. You're developing these spiritual muscles. This self-control. This trust in God is being developed as you're going through that stuff. God is good, man. We know he is. There's this expectation for us to remain strong in the face of this stuff because we know and understand the bigger picture. God's got us. So he tells us in verse 13 so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. That doesn't mean just go limp and just say, okay, I trust you, I'm gonna sit on my couch and wait for you to do something. That's not what he tells us. He says, prepare your minds for action. Get ready to do something with self control. Don't react in your flesh. Exercise your mind. Be ready with God to take action, but fully self-controlled. I'm ready to move, God. What do I do? I wait on you. I'll respond when you tell me to respond. I'll move when you tell me to move. I'll react when you tell me to react. It's all about him. See, that's the preparing of my mind. That's the self-control we're talking about. So we're expecting challenges this week. We're expecting stuff to come up. Your faith's going to get challenged. Your world's going to get rocked. I'm just telling you. It's part of life. Expect these things. In verse 5, it said, Through your faith, God is protecting you by His power. Did you hear what it said there? Through your faith, God is protecting you with His power. Let's think and process that through again, exercising our mind. Oh, so this amazing, powerful God, who has all power, is protecting me with that power according to my faith. That means I can handle anything through Him when I trust Him when I don't have faith in Him and I begin to grab on and I begin to react, that's when I'm weak because the power of God is released in me by faith. I respond to what's happening by faith, believing God in the moment. Our response must be inspired by faith, not by flesh. Look what it said in verse 14. Read it again. We already read it. So you must live as God's obedient children. Do not slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do just as God has chosen you. He is holy. So be holy. So last week at Cowboy Church in the evening, you received an email, notice, invitation, whatever. If you were there, great. If not, it's okay. I just want to share something with you. I did a little devotional, real brief um, for me. Um, (laughs) But... And I was using the example of a wet blanket. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about a wet blanket in a negative context. Like, you don't want that on your bed. You you don't want that. <laughs> throw that over something and smother it. We're talking about a wet blanket as a good thing here when we're talking about it, okay? So when you're tra- training a horse. So I'm not going to tell you the exact same thing I did, but I'm going to use that illustration and briefly step back a little bit. So when we got our horses, the first one that I'm working with there. All of them, you know, you got to work in the round pen. We already told you this, so I'm just going to give you a brief thing. You know, horses, their main response to anything is run because that's their defense is to run. They have little brains, eyes on the side of their head, ears. They're listening and watching for whatever's going to kill them and they want to run from it. So that's their normal state of mind. That's their flesh. So when I step into the round pen with the horse, uh, I am saying to them, Okay, I've got you in a round place, so there's no corners to hide in. I want you to respond like you normally would respond. You can run. Go ahead. Go. Run. And I'm watching them. And so what the horse does is it stays on the outside of that fence running in circles because it's his normal thing. The first thing it's going to want to do is slow down because they're naturally lazy like us, don't want to do anything we don't have to do. And that's not a disrespectful thing. I'm just saying that's just the normal state of mind. Like, I don't want to run. I'm just going to run if I have to, reacting my flesh. So if the horse starts to slow down, I, they, we talk about putting pressure on them. I'm going to come at them with more energy and, and more aggression to say, move. So I'm putting my posture up, and I'm going at them, and they see us as prey anyway, uh, predators anyway. They are prey. So they're already going to react to me in that respect that they're going to run. So I'm making her run. The, the, the whole point I know she has no clue about is that all I'm trying to do is say, trust me, obey me, surrender to me. We have a relationship that's in front of us. That's all I'm trying to tell her. She doesn't know any of that. She's just running. So now I take pressure off by backing away and I take my eyes off her because I'm fixing my eyes on her eyes and I want her to know that she needs to, to pay attention to me. Now I back off the pressure, and I look this way and invite her to come to me. Come here, girl. Come on. I'm looking over here. Well, the first thing she does, I'm talking about my horse here named Spur. We started this whole journey. She's looking at me like, why would I come to you? (laughs) You were just making me run. I'm not coming to you. I'm standing right here, and I like it over here, and I like you over there. So she's standing there, right? I already know she's not going to come to me, so I'm calling you. I'm inviting her. Come on. Come on. Come on one just like some of you parents one two three okay let's go move and step back at her and I make her move again so we're going to play this game until she finally says hey wait a minute he's asking me to come to him he's not threatening now I need to come to him and see if things change so now I stand over here come here and she comes to me man this when that first happens there's great joy that comes inside of you it's like come on we're making a connection it's hooking up. That's what it's called and not in a disrespectful way the world does. This is hooking up in the real way with the heart of love and trust. She comes to me. I turn to her and say, good girl, and I embrace her and I affirm her. This is where rest happens. This is where relationships happens. Now you're going to get affirmation and love. And so I, I make contact with her and touch her and talk to her and I encourage her. Now, I don't just keep her there. Now I say, you got to go that way now. So now I point and I'm like, Go. She's running because she already knows the game now. It's already started, okay? So all of that to say, now she's learning that she needs to listen to me. She's got to trust me. She's got to surrender to me. She's got to do what I say because it's all about a relationship. And she has learned that I am in charge. She's not. She's bigger than me. She's got all kinds of strength, but she surrendered all of that to me. Now we're starting on, man. I've got a sail on her. We're doing all this stuff. She's taking a bit. We're reins. I've got on her back. She never bucked. She just looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm getting on. It's okay, girl. Everything's good. Walking with her. Now I'm riding her. Doing all this in the round pen in the arena. We're expanding our life together. She's building a trust and understanding that he's in charge. We've got this, right? So she's learning that she can trust me. It's all about love and relationship. There's a reason we're doing all this, okay? Here's her flesh. Her natural flesh is run. But she's learned that she can trust me Here comes the moment of truth We're going outside of the arena Outside the round pen Because you know what I need to do I need to have her learn Outside of that safe environment She's got to trust me in the real world So now I'm going to take her down To East Monument And I'm going to take her down a trail She gets out Everything smells different Everything looks different Everything has changed everything it's like whoa this is a whole different world than i was just in my whole life i've been living in this arena in this safe place and i trust you all of a sudden everything out there becomes what is consuming her right everything here's the response her ears are attentive and they're twitching listening what's coming after me where am i going to die Who's going to kill me? Eyes are this big looking because everything looks different. Nostrils are flaring trying to suck in everything because she wants to smell if there's a predator out there coming to get her. So right now in this moment where she's in the real world, now her faith is being put to the test. Do you trust me? Have you surrendered? Will you believe that I am going to take you to places and you can trust me in them. Man, it's that moment right there. And so here's what's happening. When she starts to allow the environment to possess her, she forgets I'm there. And pretty soon, her flesh is reacting like it always used to. I want to run. I got to get away. This isn't a safe place. I've got to go somewhere. So what am I doing? I'm on her back. And I'm talking to her. I'm here. Just a little jiggle on the reins. Trust me. A little nudge on the side. Remember this? Move. Let's go. Let's go. Let's not run from it. Let's go into it. Trust me. Let's go. So here she is, man. She's looking at this little, let's just say it's a barrel cactus laying down. Seriously, it's a barrel cactus. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's going to kill me. Like antsy like this, I mean, I'm being for real. That's how they react. Like it's, she knows, she swears it's going to kill her. Kind of like what we do when we face stuff in life, right? The first reaction. And I'm telling her it's okay. And inside myself, I'm laughing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> you can't see that everything's okay? That's just a cactus. There's nothing there. Nope, I can't see that it's a cactus. All I think is it's going to kill me. And so in that moment, I'm still reminding her, I'm here, I'm here, trust me. Nudging, move, 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 move. Trust me, go forward. We're going to get past this. Do you know what was happening last week in your life? Stuff was going on, man. There was things out there and you couldn't identify it clearly and you're freaking out. You were spawning in your flesh and you're thinking, I can't survive another day. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. What am I going to do? And the Holy Spirit's saying, come on. Trust me. Trust me. Move. I've got you. So church, here's the thing about the wet blankets and what God's doing. God's taking us from this safe environment called church, small group, mission, wherever you may be that you're learning God, developing, growing in your faith, and God's taking you on these little journeys. You can trust me. You've got to learn how to live your faith out here in this world. Because if you can't live out there, it doesn't matter what you do here. This is a safe place. Justin made a comment at the beginning of worship. He said, if you can't praise God here, you're never going to do it out there, right? Okay, that's what we're talking about. It's saying, man, you know, here is a safe environment. We're in the little round pen of God's arena of life, and he's teaching us. He's saying, trust me, trust me, come here. Some of us, he's saying, just come here, just come here. Some of us he's saying, hey, let's learn something new today. Let's get moving. Let's take another step, right? But we can't live here. And many of us have learned to live in our safe environments. And what Peter's talking to us about is he's saying, look, you have to take action in your minds and have self-control, and you've got to learn to live your faith beyond the way you used to, not responding like you used to. You know, there's these things they call... Uh, prison conversions for prisoners where when they're in jail and stuff and some of you are very well aware of this that, you know, people turn to God because, I mean, it's a place they have to surrender but when they get out of that uniform structure in the real world, man, they struggle until they get back to that place and some of them become career prisoners because they don't learn how to function in the real world Many of us have done that with our faith. We become career Christians in the house of God. But when we get out there, we mess up. And so our constant cycle in our life is coming and repenting, feeling the presence of God here, and going out there and screwing it up. And what the Word of God says is, go out there and every way be holy, in every area of your life. Trust Him. He's got you. You're going to face it. You're going to have something calling to you to go back to your old life. And the Spirit of God is saying right then and there, trust me. Now, look, I don't leave my girl out there at the East Monument. I took her there. We went there, but we came back home. Okay? So please hear this. We come to the house of God because we need to be encouraged, we need to be developed. We need to have reassurance of our faith to be lifted and encouraged in our faith and our walk to strengthen one another so that we might go out there this week and react differently. Be more mature, be more self-controlled, be more surrendered to the spirit, more trusting in God, more Christ-like than I've ever been before. That's what we're doing, church. We've got to learn to live holy lives by trusting him completely. Are you doing it? That was pretty weak, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's why we're talking. Now, I want to help you right here, right now. This is a teaching moment. Remember when you didn't know what the Holy Spirit was saying to you? There you go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So in the initial encounters, you know, I want you to know this amazing God of mercy. And that's what we were reading there. I love that. God's mercy. He loves us. Um, he doesn't, like, expect you to just, like, go ride down the trail and just, like, oblivious to the world. Like, I trust him blindly. Just go anywhere you want me to go. I'll jump off that cliff. Nobody does that. We don't react that way. We learn to develop our faith and trust him. So, in that moment, I was talking about with Spur, making her as an example, like... I already know that she needs encouragement to keep going. And she's going to learn that that's natural. So that as we ride through the park and the monument, what happens as maturity comes and more wet blankets happen in real life, that pretty soon she's not paying attention to those things. She'll notice when something is there, but she won't make it up. She won't imagine it. She will only react when it really is there. That's maturity. See, it's like I'm not creating scenarios. I'm living in the moment. But when it comes, I already know I can trust you. When the moment of truth happens, you've got me. We're going to do this together. We've got it. So let me switch gears for real fast. And I'm actually going to let you guys out early. I don't know how you guys, well, maybe not. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, I was flipping through my notes there real quick. I'll, I'll be really fast. So my my wife's horses, is Angel. You've heard me talk about her. She is like so compliant she's so good if i put her in the round pen you'd be like man that horse is amazing because i hardly have to do anything and she just goes man if i point she's moving if i say come she's coming she doesn't like meander towards me she runs to me and slams her brakes on like here i am it's like one of those students like check and she's a uh, beautiful and stuff and so she's she's a blonde she knows she's hot and all that her, yeah I learned, man. Uh, anyway so that's her right and she's been so easy to work with compared to mine, who takes after me. Um, she's, she's a lot more stubborn and questioning and challenging and, and, you know, all that. And so there's the difference. But here's the thing that I've, what I've done is I focused most of my energy and attention on my horse. And my wife's has been pretty easy, so I've kind of slacked with her. And so what she's good at, she's really good at. But if I take her by herself around, I'm talking about in my yard, the corner of the house, she starts freaking out. (laughs) And when she freaks out, she freaks out. Because as aggressive as she is to do the right thing, she's that aggressive to do the wrong thing. And so when I take her around the corner and she's alone, and she knows she's alone, she does not care if I'm there. She doesn't care. She's got one reaction. I'm freaking out. I've got to get back to where it's safe. And so I lead her with a, a lead rope. I'm not on her doing that. I have yet to ride her the full span around my house. I'm leading her with the rope, and I'm saying, come on, I'll go in front of you. Come on, I'll go in front of you. Trust me. And she is so freaked out, simply walking around the corner because it's something new and different and she's four years old and i'm like every time i do this i'm like dave you're so stupid why have you not taken her over here more more often you should be walking her here every day so that she understands what she needs and so church here's the thing that i want to say about that so many of us get comfortable in where we are in our spiritual journey i want to make a point to you at the mission right here please hear this You've been in the safe place for a while. You've been learning about your faith and your walk with God. And and it's really a lot easier to serve God in that mission, house, situation, setting, and structure. But you know, God's going to bring you around the corner. And you've got to trust Him. And you've got to go over there and you've got to say, you've got me. Because you've got to learn to live over there or you're never going to make it. Come on. God's got you. Church, stop living in your holy huddle. Stop functioning in your spiritual life in the safe environments of where you are comfortable and want to be around the people you want to be. Because what happens is, we become so good at the one thing that we build up who we are in that one thing and we suck over there. And God is leading us around that corner because God's saying, great, I'm proud of you. Way to go. Let's do this. And he's leading us down that path of learning to take action in my mind, be ready to surrender, and self-control, trust him. Let's do it. So what are we doing? What God is doing is reprogramming our mind from the old reaction to the new. That's what's going on. That's why we keep seeing self control in Romans, Galatians, 1 Peter. That's why we're seeing it in the context of the fruit of the Spirit. What God is doing is developing this inside of you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. So here's what God's doing He's leading us around here, and the Holy Spirit's saying, Here's this opportunity for you to exercise self control. You don't need to react. You don't have to respond. Trust me. Okay. So, how'd you do last week? When you were in the water, did you swim for shore? A bit. <laughs> when the fire was there, was it happening? See, look, you were going through some stuff last week, and God was trying to give you the experience of some wet blankets, some real life living in the real world, saying, I've got you, trust me. You're going to face it, man. You're going to have challenges this week. You're going to have the opportunity to run back to your old way or to have self control, submit to the Spirit, trust Him, and fully obey Him and move forward. How are you going to respond? Have you been born again, made new in Christ? It wasn't everybody that I heard there so I'm just wanting when you to know that here's here's what God's doing to you this morning if you don't know him he's saying come here. Come here. I'm inviting you into this relationship. Just make contact. Let's hook up. That's God's invitation to you today if you don't know him. If you do know him, I'm asking you how the last week went and how did you deal with the deep water, the moving rivers, the fires of oppression? Did you trust him? Did you surrender? Did you obey? You know, this is the moment of truth. We're back in the little round pen of security right here, right now. And God's saying, hey, let's get this right. Let's, let's get it right, right now. Let's once again be sensitive to my spirit as I touch you, guide you, and lead you. Remember we were looking at what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do for us? He would guide us into all truth. He would lead us. He would convict us. The spirit of God is moving in us and he's trying to take us into this journey to trust him so that Jesus is seen in my life so that others will get to know that they can have him too and their lives can be transformed the same way yours is. You're going out in the real world. It's going to happen. You're going to go through those doors right there and just like three, four, five, however long you hang out because I'm done. (laughs) And you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to trust Him as you walk out there. You're going out into the real world. Are you ready? The altar's open if you need this first. But if not, get out there and do it. You're dismissed. God bless you. Amen. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.